0: This isn't just another podcast with tips or tricks. This isn't just interviews with great artists. This is about finding the missing pieces that are going to help you make it as an artist. My name is Holly Shaw, best selling author, hypnotherapist, and creativity coach. And this is the Performers and Creators Lab weekly podcast where we experiment, where we look under the microscope at the secrets behind crafting and performing, how to be highly visible, and we explore those places where you're still hiding so that you can find your edge. You are listening to episode 22, 10 tips for writing a standout artist bio. Hey there, all you performers, all you creators, all you wily rule breakers, mavericks, stage shamans, and spotlight huggers. All you divas. You're such a diva. Do you enjoy writing your artist's bio? Yeah. I didn't think so. I know that you don't want to do it. I know the last thing on earth you want to do is sit down and try to put into words... Why people should care about what you do, your accomplishments, and and boast and, and toot your own horn. I know it's uncomfortable, but it's a necessary thing, right? Because here's the thing. It's really important to have one. And it's really important that it be good and represent you because it's often the first point of contact. It can be sometimes the first thing someone sees about you. And so it's important, even if they see a video, or get a taste of your work beforehand, the bio is the part where they decide whether they should care how impressed they should be. And it's just one more way to invite them into your world. So I'm going to give you some tips in this juicy and extremely valuable episode today. I'm going to be giving you 10 tips for writing a standout bio. And here's why it's going to be standout is because there's so many crappy bios out there. And I say that with love, because you're not crappy. But sometimes your bio is crappy. And so we need to get your bio up to the level that you are up to speed with who you are, because you're awesome. And people should care about you. But first, before we dive into the bio part, I wanted to tell you a little bit about this show I went to go see the other night. Monsieur Perinet, actually, I think it's Monsieur Perin. Actually, I don't know. There's an accent there at the end over that e, and I've spent too many years since I took French, so I know my uh, my pronunciation of things is probably driving you nuts. But Monsieur Perin, I believe, is how it's supposed to be said. And these guys are amazing. I got to see them at a San Francisco Jazz Festival. Gave me tickets, comp tickets, to go see them uh, the other night. It was amazing. They're an amazing group. They won a Latin Grammy for New Artist, um, I don't know, a a year or two ago, I want to say. And what I loved about this show was they they all of their talk about artistic voice like they just they have pops of color everybody's wearing something exciting they look great they look cohesive they sound cohesive they have fun little bits that they do with each other they're constantly playing with each other on stage and when they opened they did the like the sickest thing they they were standing all in a line and Kind of all together, they just slowly lean to one side with the music and then they came back to center and then they slowly lean to the other side. And it was just like a really badass, you know, just like a small touch of choreography here and there. And, and yet nothing felt overdone. Like it didn't feel too contrived. So I was super impressed. Um, by their show they came out at the end and danced all around the audience which i thought was really generous just a really just really great group if you get a chance to check them out you should do that they have a tiny desk concert that's really good but the whole point of this is that i wanted to give a shout out to san francisco jazz festival this is their 36th annual festival and if you haven't been to the, if you're in the San Francisco Bay Area, you have got to check out the SF Jazz Center. It is so cool. Um, the, you know, just acoustically and um, the the spaces that they have in that building are really just state of the art. Uh, it was a really fun place to see a show. And um, I wanted to let you know the San Francisco Jazz Festival, I'm pretty sure it's going to be over by the time you're listening to this. But I was checking out they have education there. They have um, Mm -hmm. some workshops going on this summer. And they looked so awesome. I just kind of wanted to give you the rundown. In July, they have uh, intro to music production, recording, mixing, and mastering. I could probably use that because it takes all of you messaging me. Hey, Holly. Holly. You want me to help you with your audio engineering? Yes. Yes, I do, actually. Yes, please. I don't like that part of it. (laughs) Um, they also have jazz appreciation classes. They have a roots of salsa, the unsung heroes, which is a lecture series with John Santos. That is really cool. I'm, I'm trying, I'm going to try to get John Santos on this show. I'm, in fact, I'm making it a goal by the end of the year. I want John Santos. On the Performers and Creators Lab podcast, uh, they also have uh, the S- SF Jazz sixth annual World Drum Weekend in August, August fourth and fifth. That looks really cool. Welcoming master percussionists from around the globe, I know several. I know several amazing uh, percussionists who are probably listening to this show. Julian Douglas and Michael Rutherford of Rhythm Quest, they should come out and and be a part of this World Drum Weekend and other percussion friends that I have. So anyway, that's that's it. They, they have stuff going on all year long. They have a summer jazz festival. You should check it out at sfjazz.org. And the center is really cool, and what they're doing is really cool. And they didn't even ask me to give a shout-out. I just love what they're doing, and they did get me some comp tickets, so I figured, hey, you know what? I'm going to tell you about it, because no matter where you are in the world, you should you could jump on a plane and come and check it out. I I can tell you, you probably won't be disappointed. And I did really in, enjoy uh, Monsieur Perrine. <sighs> Monsieur Perrine. They're amazing. It was a great show. But a little part of me, you know, a little part of me is always just like a little pissed that I'm not on stage when I go see a show. Am I the only <laughs> Am I the only person who feels that way? Do you feel that way too as a performer, as an artist? If you're a performer, Is that something that you feel too? You go to see a show and as much as you're a fan, as much as you're even, I was even dancing up out of my seat almost the whole time. Even still, there's always like a little part of me that's pissed. (laughs) that I'm not on stage. I've never admitted that. Hopefully I'm not the only one. Hopefully that's just part of being a spotlight hugger, right? All right. Well, let's get on with the show so you can learn tips for writing a bio. So I have written and edited dozens and dozens, possibly even over a hundred artists' bios. Uh, I, I founded a nonprofit many years ago, the Eve's Elixir Project, back in 2007. And I spent many years producing showcase types of shows. And now also producing these shows where I interview artists for this podcast. And the thing that I find across the board is that most artists hate writing their bio. And I know this because as a producer, I ask for it several times. Before I finally give up, I go to their website, grab what information they have, and inevitably, I rewrite it for them. So don't be one of those artists that doesn't deliver your bio. Because here's the thing, people want to promote you, but they need the tools to do it. People want to talk about you, but they need the language to do it. That's why writing your bio is so important. Your bio is often that first point of contact that someone has for you. Even if they see a video or a performance first, your bio is that first point where they get to find out, where did this incredible artist come from? So your biography, you want to think of it like a handshake. You want it to be strong, yet warm. Genuine, but impressive. And one of the things I see is too many artists use their biographies as a record of history. So you end up bombarding the reader with a documentation of every single achievement and training. Or it can go the other way where you use your biography as some kind of awkward advertisement. Um, You know, talking about large and unspecific accomplishments and the artist's bio for whatever audience exists for one purpose only, and that is to position you to make you seem like you're awesome, using only carefully chosen facts and specifics. Okay, so I'm going to give you in this episode today, 10 tips to help you figure out what needs to go in and what needs to stay out, what you need to put in there and how you need to word it and how to do it. It's going to be really fun. It's going to be really fun because there's nothing better than the feeling of knowing that what you're putting out there is in alignment with you and that it matches, it matches where you are and what you're all about. All right, so here we go. 10 tips for writing your standout bio. Number one, write for your audience, okay? It's important that you tailor the facts that you're including depending on who it's for, what it's for, who's going to be reading it. So let me just give you a couple examples of this. So think about if you're writing your bio and you're out to get a job teaching. That is going to be a different bio, than one when you're in a performance, or one when you're directing a performance. All three of those situations are gonna need different bios because say you're going for a teaching job teaching kids. Well, you wanna sound like an accomplished artist, but you also might wanna include anything that might have to do with teaching or leadership or kids, right? And same thing with a grant. You know, if you're writing for a grant to do a specific project, it's great to know that you're an accomplished performer, but even more important is to make sure to put in the facts about, you know, anything you've done to create something, to accomplish something, to get it done. So it's important to think about who's going to be reading it and what information they need to know in order to care. In order to have a point of reference for you, number two, start with a bang. I see this all the time. People hide their most impressive facts, like in the second paragraph. Don't do that. If you want an Emmy, start with that because then I'm going to want to keep reading about you. If you want an Emmy, but you start by telling me that your favorite thing to do when you were a child was play checkers. I may not give a shit to keep reading and you've lost me. Okay. So it, it, and this can, is where people are like, oh, that feels weird. But no, it's important. Start with a bang. Who are you? What do you do? What's your most important fact? What's your most impressive biggest accomplishment, what sounds the biggest, what may, what positions you, okay? Tip number three, include the highlights of your career. Guess what? You don't have to include everything. You can keep it short. People really don't need to know every single thing you've done. That's what a resume is for. Or page two of your bio, if you want to give a Um, a history or um, what do they call that when it's just by date? I'm blanking. But you know what I mean? You can put that on a second page. You can put that on another page or somewhere. Number four, tip number four, be specific. So instead of saying, and I can be guilty of this too sometimes, because it's hard to fit specific information in when you have, say somebody's like, I need a 150 word bio. It's better to do like two or three facts that are specific. So I just interviewed Billy Procida of the Man Whore Podcast, and he includes just a couple facts. He gave me a great bio when I asked for it, very short, very succinct, but completely jumps off the page and tells you exactly who he is and why you should care. And one of his facts is he's named Top 10 uh, Sex Podcasts by Esquire.com. So that's impressive, and specific. So be sure to include, you know, specific facts. And you don't have to include, here's the caveat to that. You don't have to include all of the specific details of that. So only include the relevant or the impressive details. Now, this is where people are like, wait, Does that mean that I'm going to, is that a gray area? Does that mean that I'm like lying by omission? If I don't tell them that it was a a self-published book, are they going to feel like I'm lying to them? That's where you have to check in with your own heart, you know. But my, my suggestion is that you generally leave out those facts that don't serve you. That don't that aren't impressive. So you tell the impressive parts, and you leave out the parts that aren't. And if something feels off to you, just take it out altogether. Because what you want is to feel completely aligned with everything that you're saying about yourself. Number five, consider humor. And really what I mean here is let your own style shine through. So are you a writer? Are you quirky or funny or sassy? Are you, uh, are you intimate? Are you very powerful or neat or whatever you are, whatever your style is, the way you write this bio can match your style and it could be one more way That is one more thing that's transmitting who you are. So this is the the easiest example is funny, because if you're a comedian, you want your bio to have a little charm and humor, right? If you're a writer, you want your bio to be well written, right? And so just think about your voice and letting your voice come through in the bio a little bit as you write it, make it your own. So let's pause with the tips for a moment and do a little check-in. How's all this information landing for you? Are you feeling a little overwhelmed thinking about writing your bio? Hopefully not. I'm going to give you some resources, some free resources later on to hopefully help you the rest of the way. So uh, we will get back to tips six through ten, but I just want to give your mind a little break from thinking about this, and talk to you about something else, talk to you about some things coming up, and give you shouts out all over the world. So I've got a new series coming up that I'm super excited about. I When I was at Digital Hollywood recently, I did a bunch of interviews with people there, And I was looking at those interviews and I'm like, holy cow, these women are so amazing. These women in Hollywood are making waves. So I've decided to do a series of those interviews as a special bonus each week. So I'm going to be, you'll see those popping up and being published on Sundays. Uh, You'll get to have an extra episode every week and they're going to be short and sweet because they were short and sweet interviews, but so deep. In some cases so deep Like my interview with Heidi Marie Farron Both of us were in tears During that interview And it was only 15 minutes long So these are going to be short and sweet Powerful women in Hollywood Doing incredible change making things And that's going to be a special bonus every, Every other Sunday I don't know Just look for them on Sundays You'll see them pop up in your feed These extra episodes So I'm excited about that And then I wanted to give shouts out to everyone listening all over the world, especially San Francisco. What's up, San Francisco is my biggest pool, of course, and Oakland, a close next, San Jose, L.A., Phoenix, Roanoke Park, California, Baltimore, Maryland, Mount Laurel, New Jersey, Palo Alto, Berkeley, Hercules, Noblesville, Indiana. I love seeing that. Hey, Indiana. I'm a Hoosier. Medford, Oregon, Rosemead, California, Dearborn, Michigan, Wellington, Florida, and more and more and more cities all over the country. And especially a big shout out, Dublin, Ireland, once again, is number one on my international listeners. China, Spain, India, Canada, Germany, Sweden, France. This is interesting. Two different cities in Indonesia are listening, which is fun to see. It's fun to see it kind of like start to spread to more cities. So thank you. I just want to thank you for listening from all over the world, from wherever you are, whatever you're making, whatever you're doing is important. And I love that you are coming here weekly and listening and getting whatever nuggets of support I can provide, whatever nuggets that you need to keep going. You know, I feel like as, as artists, as creative people, We're often a little wounded. I mean, hell, everybody is a little wounded. But sometimes it's that wound that makes us turn into an artist, kind of like how the superheroes fall into a vat of toxic liquid, and that's what makes them become a superhero. Kind of like that. Kind of. But, you know, it's those wounds that make us beautiful. It's those wounds that make us the sensitive creatives that we are also can make it really fucking hard sometimes to show up and to put yourself out there. And so I just want to acknowledge you for doing it. And I want to acknowledge you for those times that you're successful and those times that you feel like an utter and total failure Because if you just hang on, if you just stay in the game, if you just take a nap, tomorrow will be better and you got to keep going. You got to keep doing it. It'll get better and you're going to have good days. You're going to have bad days. And I'm so grateful for you showing up for this planet, doing your thing, being who you are. You're awesome. So let's get back to learning how to tell the world about it. All right, here we go. Tips six through 10. Tip number six, research other people in your field and take a look at their biographies so that you can get an idea of what is standard in your particular field and things that you can include. So get on the, you know, get on the internet and go searching around for people that have careers that you want. Not necessarily your direct peers, although you can look at them too, but check out people who have the job that you want and see how they write their bio. Now you're going to start to see a lot of people make mistakes on their bios they're not all following this formula you know these are best practices and even the best artists sometimes will have bios that are a little like you're like oh i see what holly means that i could have gone on with my life without knowing all those facts about that person so you'll see some of these mistakes but you'll also start to see trends in your field and you can consider either following that trend following the um, you know the standards of whatever field you're in. like if you're in classical music, it might be a little different than being in um, a rock band, you know, the way that you write about yourself. But you can decide to either stick with that norm in your field or you can break that rule too. But it's good to know what you're breaking. Number seven, tip number seven, keep it current. So if your impressive facts are from many years ago, you can include it if it's relevant. But be sure to include at least one or two things from the past two to five years. People want to know that you're relevant, that you're current. So what are you doing now? Tip number eight, include a resource for more information. So whether this is a website or an invitation to a show, Uh, you really want to include a way for follow for follow up for people to follow up with you or to connect with you. That's just good business sense. I mean, you're performing, you're putting your work out there, that's basically an advertisement for you. So you got to give them the calling card, you got to give them the way to connect, right? So be sure to include that in your bio whenever you possibly can. Tip number nine, keep it objective. So try to avoid using subjective adjectives like amazing, innovative, charismatic, magnetic. Uh, the exception to this is when other people review you. Then It's a fact that they have reviewed you and that they have said this thing about you. So you can include so-and-so of San Francisco Chronicle says, and then if it has subjective adjectives in that, that's one way to get around it. But basically, you want the facts to speak for themselves as much as possible, Now, this doesn't mean that you can't include those subjective adjectives other places, for example, on your website or on flyers or promotional materials or even in your artist statement. But you just want to be careful uh, that if you're using those words, that they're they're words that have been used again and again and again in a sort of verified way about you. And then tip number 10 don't include your training. I, I'm just against it unless, and there are many, many exceptions to this, so just listen up. If you have a master's or a PhD, include it. If you studied with someone famous or that the audience who is reading the bio will know in name, then you can include it. If you are, if you trained somewhere really famous, include it like Juilliard, or I don't know, or a really a school that's really known for whatever it is that you do, you can include it. Just be careful of including all of your training. It just doesn't serve you. Because if you look a couple tiers above you, you'll see that people don't do that. They don't. They don't list in their bio every single person they trained with, because here's why. It makes you sound like that's all you have to write about, like you're fresh out of the gate. And maybe you are. And if you are, if you have absolutely nothing else to talk about at all, then you can say, I just trained here. I'm fresh off the scene. But honestly, I would rather hear... This is an opportunity to talk about you. And so personally, if I don't know who you trained with and I don't know the school and it's not a master's degree or a Ph.D., I would much rather hear something about you. Like you heard me say earlier. Having an artist bio is one of the very basic things that you must do. And so I'm giving away something that I used to include in my paid courses, which is a build your you are the bomb bio mini course. It includes video and worksheets to help you build and write your bio and also examples of great bios. So go to performers and creators forward slash podcast gifts to pick up your you are the bomb bio mini course again that's performers and creators forward slash podcast gifts i'd like to thank all the awesome people who helped me make this show possible composer dan cantrell who creates all my theme music Think Tank team, Erica Milligan, Hannah Romanowski, Melanie Myers, producer q 4 and executive producer Robert Cholino and the Voice America Network. And last but not least, thank you, thank you for listening to Performers and Creators Lab podcast. Be sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And make sure you leave me a review so that you can be entered to win an autographed copy of my book, The Creative Formula. It's lots to be grateful for. Until next week, this is Holly Shaw.